When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45 the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you it's never too late to write your next chapter. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Transforming 45. This week, I am really thrilled to welcome Cheryl, transformational coach for divorced women to the show. We met a couple of weeks ago and had an instant connection. It's one of the most brilliant things about this life that I now live is that I get to have these heart connections with people who live all over the globe uh, and bring bring them together. And I get to have these moments of connection and conversation. And I am so glad that you are here for this moment today. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you to your audience and the listeners for, you know, just having me. I'm very, very grateful to be here with you today and everyone. So I can't wait to get into it. And, you know, just very excited to have a really just be us and and like our last conversation just feel so uplifted and inspired. And if they knew the little behind the scenes we just had earlier. <laughs> I know it's true. And it's that there's another guest that I was interviewing this week too, who said, you know, you're looking at me and you're looking at my background and it looks all put together, but beside me is a giant pile of laundry. And I just thought, you know, that's the thing that we need to do more often is just say, yeah, when we came to this conversation, both of us were a little like, woo, up here because of all of the things. Oh my gosh, Lisa, I just want to, you know, I mean, I am very transparent. And so I'm just, if this is not, you know, it's audio. So what I did, because I had moved locations, I told Lisa this for the listeners, like I had moved locations, I was out in the den and I moved it into my room and I'm like, okay, great. We're going to be on Zoom. I have my background all set up. I mean, like I spent the time. And my room is clean 
but for me, I have a little OCD. So I had like my Christmas stuff on the side. I just threw that shit on the side of my bed. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? I got to download an app now. And it's like 10.59 and I respect people's time. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. And like, if you guys can see me, I'm hiding this damn little like this side table that I have been wanting to get rid of. But I don't have time for that shit. I have shelves I want to put up. I don't have time. You know, like, I mean, it's just low. To me, at least it's low value um, things that I got to do that, you know yes. what? I can stand it. I, I have other things yeah. I got to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's one of those things, like we just put so much pressure on ourselves. Like I was telling Cheryl just before I overscheduled myself today. And even though I was overscheduled, I kept adding things in and then I'd gone for a massage, which was lovely, but I came out from it and my hair was a nightmare. So I was, so then I'm like, then I have to hop in the shower and because I create like just a couple of little clips that people will see, I'm like, well, now I have to blow dry my hair and my hair takes 1 million years to blow dry. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Just, just saying she's got hair envy. So yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> well, thank you. I remember my son a couple of years ago. He's like, mom, I don't even know how, how you manage with all that hair. <laughs> like, oh, I love it. It's a good question. It's a good question, kid. But there I am, like madly blow drying my hair, throwing on makeup. And I'm like, why? Nobody, literally no one would care, right? Like I could show up with my massage oily hair and my unmade face and we would have had the same connection. But it's what we do to ourselves that we have to show up as the most perfect version. And it's nowhere near, this is nowhere near the truth. No. And you know, um, with what you're saying, Lisa, I actually, this morning, I'm, I'm a little bit of the opposite. Like, unless I, this is for me, I got ready for, for you and this audience and some effort in, but like, I can roll out of bed and hit the grocery store. And sadly, sometimes I don't even brush my teeth. I'm not planning on talking to anybody, <laughs> but I don't have time. Like, okay, my bad, but I'm going to do it when I get back. I just, you know, yeah. like I got efficient. So I took myself. I slept late last night. Um, I had just gotten back from a, a chair, a, a nonprofit event, which was amazing. But I had to get, you know, the lunch ready. I made him breakfast, you know, all the single mom things or just the mom things, the parent things that we do. And I didn't have time to change. So I didn't even have time to wash my face. And I looked at myself in the mirror of my car, what rear view mirror. And I'm like, oh my Lord, put your shades on. I look like a raccoon. <laughs> Photos. It's like a bakery. I'm like, oh, I feel, I feel like having some croissant. And so mm -hmm. I put my shades on. I had my PJs and like a jacket over. But dude, it is what, mm -hmm. take it or leave it. I'm just embracing more and more me. And you know what? Unapo unapologetically. And that's, that's, it's just, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm a good person. I try to do my best. It's not always that way. And there's times yeah. where I'm sure you guys can relate, Lisa, too. Like, you know, I'm as I strive to be the best version of myself, not perfect, but the, you know, because that's hard to achieve. Gosh, who knows when we are going to get there, what lifetime we're going to truly be enlightened beings. But so I'll be driving down the freeway. My sister and I actually, she always clowns me. It's so funny. So I'll, some, it's just sometimes like, 
you have one of those days and it's you're you've already exhausted all of your your zen and so someone cuts you off and i live in la los angeles and if you can imagine rush hour traffic and people just don't care i get cut off and we were driving down and she was i was like yeah, sister. So anyway, you know, gratitude is really important and, and, and it does this to your body and somebody cuts me off and I was like, look at this, this mother. Oh, hell no. And so the ghetto side of me came out. I was like, oh, hell no. But, um, no, actually I want, I bless you on your way. Um, I hope you get to your destination safely. So he's like, shit, you sound like you have Tourette's. What is going on with you? And I'm like, that's because I'm trying to be a good person and I catch myself. So it's fucking funny. It's so funny, Lisa. Oh my God. It is. Yeah. And that like that is the truth of humanity, right? Like our humanness will always show itself. I was my it was so funny. My my son and I were having this conversation yesterday. I'd had to drive. I do not live in LA. So and but I have been there, so I can relate to the traffic. Um, I live in a much smaller town, but even, but we have, we have some traffic situations and I had to drive all over town. I was driving, dropping off my dog, picking up my kid from work, like doing all the things, going all over the place. And I, Will was beside me driving home and I was, I kept changing lanes, which I almost never do. Like I usually am very patient, but I just was tired at this point. And he was like, mom, like you just don't have enough patience. <laughs> Listen, listen, oh, kid. You have no idea how much patience I have. Exactly. He was like, well, you know, I just, I have the most patience in the family. And I was like, oh no. Okay. So now, now we're going to throw down about this. But one, why is patience a competition? Let's start with that. Yes. Yes. It's not a competition. And we all have our moments and my moments always show themselves in the car. That's just where that's just where all my shit comes out is in the car. And I've learned to accept that about myself and say, you know what? It's not hurting anybody. Nobody knows. Nobody sees it. But for me, I get to release all of the stuff when I'm being so patient and so kind and so receptive to everybody else in my life. I totally feel you about, you know, that's your place. And for me, it's just wherever I'm at. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not a rude person at all, but there's also times where it's like the person honestly needs just a reminder. Hey man, you know what? There's no need to be like that. Okay. I've had to deal with doctors also. Um, yeah. because, uh, I don't, the audience may not know this, but my son had cancer when he was three years old and mm -hmm. I was six months pregnant at the same time. And back then not knowing anything being also, how old was I? I mean, I was still young ish and I didn't really, I was, I grew up very sheltered. So I didn't really have a lot of life experience near actually I barely had any. Um, so going back to the doctors, they will just, you know, because they have that stature that you know accomplishment and and the phd and so they could be very condescending not all doctors i've had some amazing team of doctors but there are those that just you know make you feel like you don't know what the hell you're talking about and so i have built up enough resilience and knowledge going through such a hard time with my son, my older son and that when my younger son was having asthma attacks and i've had to 
rush him to the ER so many times before he ended up getting five years of injections so that he could um, have the, um, I guess, antibodies to, you know, be able to go th get through the asthma. And now he's, he's much better. But going through that time, I remember there's this one doctor, we were, we didn't go to the ER. He wasn't, thank God it wasn't quite there. And we were managing his asthma here at home. I took him to um, urgent care and this was so dismissive. Oh, hell no. Like I'm nice, but I'm a mama bear. And when yeah. my kid is suffering like that and you're being hella dismissive and we waited as long as we could patiently and he was just at the ER. Oh no, he, he we were just there. The, the other doctor was so kind. And so this guy is, you know, and I can, I can see my son starting to have constricted breathing. And so I told him, oh, I, I, I checked that guy. I was like, you know, um, I don't appreciate you being so dismissive. And I said, if my son gets intubated, that's on your hands. That's on your hands. Why are you, why are you doing what you do? You're supposed to be helping people. Oh, that shut him up real quick. And you know what he tried to do after all said and done? Oh, by the way. I, I could have probably killed him with my freaking laser beam eyes. I was, I was fiercely like fire was coming out of my eyes as he was doing his thing for my son, but I was so heated. So we, we get through everything and he tries to shake my hand. You know what I do? I just look at it. You are, don't even, don't even get it twisted that you're going to shake my hand after what you just did. So I hope whoever he was helping after the fact he had, they had a better experience because of that moment. So guys, you're not doing anyone any favors by lying to them. And there's a way to deliver a message in still a self-respectful and a respectful way. And I teach my kids the same thing. Like there's a way to deliver any message that you can still honor yourself and still, you know, be um, respectful to the other person. And that's, that's, I feel like that's so important for us to just, you know, honor. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that today. It's something that it's a message that I definitely need because I will shift myself to accommodate the needs of other people. And it's something that I have always done. Actually at, at my massage appointment today, my massage therapist was like, Lisa, you need to take up space. Mm. She's like, literally like stand, get your arms up and take up space. Like even we, I was at a business planning retreat on Tuesday and there's not enough chair, like chairs for everybody. And I, my immediate reaction is like, it's okay. I will sit on the floor. And and I do it every single time. And it took me almost the entire day to get to the point where I was like, you know what, you've been sitting on the floor all day. It's probably okay if you sit in a chair for a few minutes and give your body a break. Like down to the, those fine, like moments where we can make another choice. And I think the way that you phrased it around, um, you're not doing yourself or the other person any favors by just shifting yourself to make it more comfortable because you're right. That's not, it is not the reality of our world and it's actually the interchange, right? The exchange of ideas where that's where the learning happens, right? So yes. for you in that situation to say like, I have been waiting here for a long time. I've been doing it at our, for, I've been doing it very patiently, but I also have value and worth. Thank you. Yes. And just yeah. because you have gone through X, Y, and Z schooling and you have 
helped and saved lives, which I very much appreciate. We're here right now in this moment, and my kid needs you, the yes. best version of you. So yeah. do what, do fucking breathe or do whatever the hell you need to do. Do some push-ups, get your blood circulated, but mm-hmm. you know, come back to me ASAP in the best way. If I was this version of me now, I feel like more and more embodied and, you know, and I, mm-hmm. my kids watched me as a single mom for almost a decade. And even before that, when I was married, I was the one handling all these things. Yeah. They've seen me. And so they know that mm, mom, you know, mom, because yeah. I can, they can see my energy shifting when someone and I'm, or even if I'm a witness, like it's happening in front of me, you mm-hmm. know, someone's just being disrespected. And I just, I kind of like that, those moments when, you know, like, especially for me, I, I look, I look young and, and I don't really dress up. And so I'm kind of like, grungy bummy because <laughs> no, I'm just really chill like okay whatever and so they just feel like they can talk to you a certain way and profile you and mm-hmm. that's the other thing too you know it's like guys you have no idea what mm-hmm. the and behind this the soul and the spirit behind this avatar yes. is like so yeah. you you best really you know like make sure you are being kind to people because you don't know what mm-hmm. the hell is going on. Yeah, you don't absolutely. Know. And if we don't show ourselves, right, if we don't show up in that way and ask for what we want and ask for what we need, then the person who is making that choice, or sometimes it's a subconscious choice, right? They're not, they don't even know the way that they're showing up in this space. Right. They don't encounter the resistance that teaches them that that is not the way to interact with another human, right? That it's not a that is not a good, supportive, or kind way to interact with another human. And so, of course, they continue going through the world as they are I mean, because they don't they don't encounter it. A hundred percent agree, and that's what I'm also teaching my my two sons, nineteen mm-hmm. and sixteen. And ever since, you know, especially as I learn and as I grow as a as a person, as a mom. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just teaching them that guys, honestly, communication is so crucial and honoring the truth of who you are, because we are traumatized, you know, human beings. We are as a civilization, we're just traumatized. And so breaking that, doing the work, if you guys are, um, you know, if you're a single mom and, or you have trauma the stuff that you're, the inner work is so important because of how you show up for first and foremost, your family, your children, and they take that and, and then they start to identify with it. Yeah. And so also like when I'm not having uh, let's say I have, I, but now I can really slow it down and, and check myself. But back when I was still, you know, like, going through the the dark night of the soul with my divorce and I've always strived to be the best mom I can be which is why I it was a very quick and easy decision for me to leave my marriage when I found out about the affair because it's like anything and anyone that is going to prevent me from being the best mom I can be because I'm distracted like thinking where the fuck is this guy <laughs> like uh-huh. are you going to work like oh why are you taking so long on your phone because I know me 
I'm not a phone checker, but you know, like I, I observe, I'm an observer. If the, your behavior is very uncharacteristic, I'm going to start to question, then my mind is not present and enjoying my children. I'm not there. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, mm -mm, he has to go. I'm not afraid to build. I, I know how to do it and I will do it over and over again. But you are not going to shit on me. You are uh -huh. especially not going to shit on my children. Yeah. So here's your, here's your phone. Cause that's how I found out. Here's your phone. I hope it was worth it. Now get the fuck out. Yes. After I airdropped all of the messages so I could process it. <laughs> also, one of the things I wonder about, so you phrased it, like you framed it as being the best mom you could be, but you also allowed yourself to be the best person that you could be right? So we can't show up for other people unless we are feeling that we are respected and that we are in our bodies and that we are all of those things. And so in making that decision uh, to, to be the best mom you could be, really what you were doing was making the best decision for, your, for yourself, yes. right? You were, sh you were showing up for you. Yes, 1000%, because I knew the person that I am would not be the the mom that I want to be because yes. of what how I would react to a situation like that so I knew myself enough at that point to know that mm -mm, oh mm -mm, no mm -hmm. and, um I'm Filipino and we're very uh, uh, my heritage is very traditional and I think they're barely you know starting to evolve now maybe it's a third world country lots of um, just trauma, especially mm -hmm. poverty, especially lack and limitation. So that shit's like, you know, in me. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the toughest things to, um, to, to break that cycle because it's just ingrained in the very being that I am. And yeah. that was very tough. Yes. And no, but, and we don't do divorce, um, in the Philippines. They will literally knowingly, uh, be aware that the husband will have a whole other family or two and they'll still be married. And it's really a tough situation to, I feel so bad for the women that put themselves through that kind of pain. And, and it's like, I have family like that. And it's like, guys, why wait, please wake up. But you know, you can only open the door. They have to walk through it. Mm -hmm. That's can do yep and shame and fear are very powerful tools right they're it's very powerful programming that keeps us in a place that feels small or it maybe feels safer because it's what's known <laughs> but there exactly. it actually keeps us in really violent situations 100 percent. and then let's just you know wrap that back up with being a mom mm -hmm. how are you as a mom to your kids if yeah. that is the case so even when i there was only one person and i'm gonna shout him out my uncle really he's like my dad so my uncle was the only person that really got me when i said you know i made a decision oh no I'm getting a divorce and that's that because nobody could talk me out of it. 
at all. Like every, and, and my ex-husband, he was very likable. He's a good guy in that way, you know, just, yeah. it's just, that was, that's just how we had to end our soul contract. And, you know, thank God mm-hmm. for that, uh, our time together. My children are here, but honestly, obviously during that time, I didn't know any of that, but so I, yeah, I just knew I'm not going to be married. And my uncle was the only person that said, if she's not happy, her kids won't either, won't be mm-hmm. either. And I was like, oh my God, that's so profound coming from my uncle. I was not expecting that. He's the patriarch. He's the oldest. And so, you know, it was like, it was my other family members that did not, so not that they weren't supportive. They will, they love me and will support me in any way, you know, that I, that I need them to be, but they would have preferred because they liked him and they liked us being together. We were married for 13 years, I think together, like 15. And we were, we had a great relationship, like friend, we had great solid friendship. So I actually have more memories of the good. Perhaps that's also a a, a personal choice to look at the positive and the perspective than the bad, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and I do my best to um, preserve his integrity when I'm on these platforms. And Unfortunately, I have to talk about the affair because it, to co- to put context why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I went through what I went through. But then I really circle back, like I wrap it around. Oh, the most important thing is my journey and my children's. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what it is because why, why break people down? They're also, yeah. you know, doing the best that they can with what they know how mm-hmm. and that's all there is yeah and that's a really great perspective you know and the the question i usually start with but we just we got so far down the road <laughs> but i'm going to ask it now cuz i feel like it's a good spot because i think when you are working with women who have been through divorces coming from this place of we were two humans right And two humans coming together sometimes just is messy. It doesn't mean that this person is evil or that I am bad. It means that there was just, there was too much messiness uh, between the two of us to continue to have a healthy relationship, right? So even, and this... This might sound, this might sound hard, but even when people are like, there's a lot of conversation about narcissists in our, in our world at the moment. And I know a lot of people who have been in relationships with narcissists and it is for those people, a lot of the time it is necessary to leave that relationship for their own health and wellness. But the person who Mm -hmm. was a narcissist wasn't born that way, right? Something happened to them. And that is how the trauma is showing itself. It does not mean you have to accept it. And it doesn't mean you have to keep it in your life. But when you're able to look at that person and say, something happened to you, but I can't fix you. And I release you. Yeah. Wow. I love everything that you said. And see, this is why Lisa, like, if I, if I knew all of these things and mind you, you know, I, I spoke to so many therapists and there's nothing against therapy in the traditional way. I have therapist friends, but for somebody like me that needed more 
you know, a different way of um, blending everything in, in a way that I can understand. And also people will know your sincerity. If you've been through shit, if you are not getting your ass kicked in the arena, I don't care how many degrees you have. You're not for me. I want mm -hmm. to have the knowledge and the life experience. That's who I want to talk to because feeling it is different than theorizing it. And Absolutely. so I wish I had that kind of guidance back then when I really needed it. And so just knowing what you just said, how beautifully you put that together is exactly why, you know, we need to do the work that we need to. And as challenging or I'm, I'm feeling so much more comfortable stepping out, sharing my stories, um, you know, in this platform, because my intuition told me when I'm, I was so afraid to just even put like a 30 second clip of how I was something inspiring, honestly, like this just came to mind and I was lagging and my intuition just said, listen, Cheryl, the impact you want to make in this world is not going to happen if you continue to play it small and this person, the version of you needs to go. And so you have to embody that person that you need to be in order to make that impact and step out and help other women by sharing your story. And so yeah. the more I leaned in, in the fear, Lisa, the more I leaned in, I just, you know, here's one sentence. I stopped giving a fuck. That's, what <laughs> it, that's my interpretation of embodying the person I need to be. I stopped, whatever. Because it's honestly fear of judgment, like, oh my gosh, you know, like, oh, how's that going to land? Like, I have family and friends that's listening. It's not really about the strangers who cares, you know, it's like, how will they perceive that? And I'm coming from, we spoke about this before, corporate America and your background. Now we're heart-centered, like, oh my gosh. But so in the process of me not giving a fuck, let me tell you guys what happens. I am getting so many responses from people saying, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what I needed to hear. And thank you so much. And my gosh, it's not in the, you know, that kind of just reassurance and just encouragement just gives me more, I guess, not reasons, but it just, it just pushes me and drives me to be myself because I can share with my people. I can yes. share. They know I've had all these. They've watched me. They've watched me like go through it all. Gain 28 pounds in eight months because I was eating my emotions out unknowingly, finding fucking chips on my pillowcase. And I'm like, oh, chips from last night. I'm eating that in the morning. Like, come on. I was right. like, oh, my gosh. So I'm just saying like, yes, I'm, I'm just so fortunate. And for you for allowing me to be here with you guys today and having that platform also to reach other people and hopefully it'll resonate with them. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really what it's all about, right? Is making space for women's voices to be heard in ways that they haven't been heard before. And um, it's really important to show that vulnerability, to show the reality, like going back to the beginning of what we were talking about, to say, especially in a time where our lives are so very curated, 
to show oh the messy God. that is behind all of that. So who are you now? And how are you showing up as that person? If you guys haven't noticed in the last, I don't know how long you've been listening. <laughs> um, I am that person I'm talking about in the arena. And that's a Theodore Roosevelt quote that I first read from Brene Brown when I was trying to find myself any answers that I could find to help me get through the dark night of the soul, which I didn't even know was go what I was going through. Um, I am more and more embodied. I'm more and more myself. I, I am just more em empathetic to people, just kinder, more understanding, hell of a lot more patient. I feel like my culture, like, People are just high blood. They just high blood, meaning like they're just triggered. Like, oh, you know, like that used to be me. And I'm, I can't even recognize that person. So when I'm seeing like my aunts, my mom, my, you know, like other people, high blood, I'm, my sister and I, she's, she's always been chill. She actually, I feel like, you know, MIB, they have that laser, like laser beam thing that yes. wipes out. So she has trauma, but because she can't remember shit. <laughs> He's like blocked it out. I don't know. It's magic. She's magician. She we're just laughing together. But yeah, she didn't have to deal with half of the stuff that I had to go through in the arena like that. No, she she did. But not in the way that we all have our different ways of dealing with our issues and our stress. So for she has her way. I feel like mine was just my gosh, it's hammers to the head. Hips to the head. I'm like, can I just get what you have? That little light beam thing and wipe my memory from that time and just keep it moving. It's she's so inspiring. But yes, it's just funny how we get to we're just like, damn. But that was me, Lisa. That was me. Yeah. And now the, the back to your question. I just I'm so grateful for all these the lessons and the pain and the suffering and the experiences and it just doesn't when you're in it it just feels like holy shit every year I, I every new year i would be like this is my year okay that's this is my year what what fucking three years later what okay 20 you know what i mean i honestly i've been divorced for almost a decade and made and married what 13 years together 15 maybe i want to say year six I started to really feel like, okay, year six, all right, I feel like the dust has is settling, settled. I'm getting my right. kids set up. I'm glowing up now, like my house, you know, it's because what your out your external world is a reflection of your internal world. Uh -huh. And that is the truth. And Absolutely. I can always, yes. And we can always tell where a person is at based on number one, how they show up, number two, how they live their life without even having to say anything. So it's not about being judgy. It's about being ob observing. It's observing because you've been there. Like if you, you know, the listeners, myself, you, Lisa, we've been through those moments in our lives and now we can, you know, help and serve others and, and show them the way forward because we've seen that already. Yes. And so it's yeah. like, here's the way this is, you know, and if it's not me, let me give you a resource because I don't gatekeep. I, I want to help everybody. I want to give them as much value. And and people are always asking me, why are you giving away this information for free? Uh, because 
why not number one and number two is there's so much more i'm giving them all this free stuff right now imagine how much more i can give them when they do want to work with me or when they do want to you know like a course whatever i'm just saying mm -hmm. there's so much more so I'm very big on passing resources. And if it's, like I said, if it's not me, I'm building my community like you. And so I can give them, you know, like you guys can mesh. And my gosh, ultimately the goal is to help the person. Yes. Yeah. There's a couple of things I want to pull out of that. So one, um, people can research anything at this mm -hmm. point, right? So when people talk about giving away things for free, knowledge, the knowledge is already there. So if we're talking about things that are that are knowledge based, if someone is really, really wants to know, they can find that out anyway, right? So making it an easy, making it an easy space for people to hear and listen is one element of how we build trust and community, right? But what people are willing are are paying for when they work with a coach like you or like me really is someone who will be with them in relationship and will show up for them in a way that other people in their lives can't, right? There are things I say to coaching clients that I can't say to like just someone sitting next to me because there has to be trust. And there has to be a sense of res of respect and knowing. Like one of the biggest things, actually, thank you for bringing this up. I was talking to a mentor about this this morning. Um, one of the biggest things that I find really challenging about the coaching world and coaching community in this is this notion of like, I will fix you. What's your problem? I'll fix you. I'm like, nah, uh-uh, no, you are not broken. Mm -hmm. No one is broken. We have pain. We have things that hurt, but it is not my job to fix you. It is my job to hold space for you and to ask you questions and to, br and to bring you up in a way that you are trusting me to do. I love this. You hit the nail on the head in a good way. Okay. Not like the hammer. <laughs> I could not agree with that more. You know, it's, with my clients, it's, I resonate with that so much because I am showing them who they truly are, their true and authentic selves and rediscovering their, you know, essence. And so when they make that connection, because I'm reminding them, I'm showing them with, you know, the, my, um, my style, which is um, blending science, spirituality, um, and, and explaining that to them, they're yeah. able to make the connection in profound ways quickly because I'm not just, you know, um, I'm not just regurgitating what I freaking heard in somebody's, you know, post. Do they know where the fuck that came from? Or are you pulling that from somebody else's post and you are, you know, recreating the template and talking about that? Like, yes. really, let's get into it. I will tell you why, because I was fucking there. You know, mm -hmm. in so many different versions of myself. Yes. And it's just, it's phenomenal. Yes. Absolutely. We're connecting them to their, the truth of who they are. Yes. And that is where investment is necessary, right? Mm -hmm. So another, you know, another thing we could dive into is that narrative of like, well, you should just be helping people for free anyway, because that's the narrative about what women should do, right? Like you should just, that's what women do. Women care for people. You should just be doing it for free anyway. I love to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. 
but I am, I have invested in myself. I have invested in my skills. I am highly skilled at what I do. And this is an exchange. This is an investment in yourself. And when you don't make the investment, you also won't do the work. Like I think about, I finished my menopause coach, coaching certification, and then I won an additional certification that I could work on and finish. Yeah, which is great. But because I didn't invest in it, that book is still sitting on the shelf and I haven't cracked it open. Yep. Right? Right? Like I invested in the menopause coaching. It really meant something to me. And I went in and I did the work. And it's not that this isn't valuable. This other, sorry, I'm, I'm pointing to my, not that anybody can see me right now anyway, <laughs> pointing to my shelves. And my, the other textbook is on the other shelf and it's just sitting there because I didn't make the energetic investment in that. And that is part of the reason why having a financial investment in what you're doing is so important. It's an, it's an energy exchange. I could not agree with that more. Oh my God, I want to hug you, Lisa. I mean, we're, I, we're, we're totally like guys who are fist pumping each other right now, <laughs> visually. Um, that's how we are, and I hope you are too, because it is all energy. So um, I could not agree with that more because I had to, again, coming from a third world country with all of this trauma surrounding money and lack and limitation, and also these gifts that are inherent, I never even, you know, could even grasp the concept that I could do this for a living. I was just that person, you know, so I was just that person. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I love helping people. It always makes me feel good. So how, how can I charge for that? But I learned because I invested in a coach, a lot of money. When I decided that I was going to do this business and I, I will always bet on myself. I am going to go all in. I will figure it out, but this is what I'm doing. And I made a decision. So I spent money guys. I spent 12 G's, $12,000 on a coach for, you know, like that's not even forever. It's yep. like all the timelines, you know, it wasn't even a year. Hello. It was nine months. Same. But yeah, because I knew I'd see, I knew I needed that in order for me to, you know, serve others and be this person, guide me. I, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing and I want to go quickly, you know, yeah. time is lessons here. Hello. The earth's spinning faster. That's scientific proof. So um, anyway, so yeah, the investment in yourself is key and money it is, it's called currency. It's got to flow in and out, you know, it, it's, there's an energy. Mm. It, yes. And yes. This is where the spiritual metaphysical element comes in and it ties into today's, um, you know, like with science also, because back then, guys, think about it. They right now, what we call currency is cash money, whatever, Bitcoin. Back then, it used to be freaking rocks. It used to be sheep. It used to be, you know, like whatever, um, cows, the trade, whatever it was, shoes mm -hmm. for this, like border. And, and, and because our civilization is evolving, we don't know now it's going to be chips in their hands because we, you know, or, or like, it's unfortunate that we're abusing the, the, the AI and the technology and science. Like now we are allowing it to use us as a tool instead of us using it to move, our, you know, like humanity forward in the best way, like with med medicine and all these things that Absolutely. can help people. We're yes. becoming like this, you know, robot um, because they're a synthetic version of us. Guys, we are divine beings. Like our bodies are antennas. You know, we are highly intelligent. The only species that yes. has free will that can do 
half of the shit that our bodies can do, it's phenomenal. And I just, I'm so grateful, you know, to be able to have this kind of experience personally with my child, with myself, and, you know, and also have the education and the training to piece all these things together and, and share that, right? Like how you're so spot on with your message, Lisa, and how you guys are so fortunate to have Lisa, all the audience, because yeah, if I had, if I had even known this, you know, like my gosh, I would, but these are the things that the, the self, um, the like learning and the trial and the error and the self-discovery, and then it's even more impactful. We blend the knowledge, like your, 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 the investment that you're talking about, Lord have yeah. mercy, how we can help people is incredible. Yes. In that way. Absolutely. And like you said, it's just letting go of the, the illusion of fear and lack, yes. right? When oh. we stay in that mindset of lack and of scarcity, that's really what creates tension in our, in, in everything, right. And the way our world is governed in our relationships with each other and where we choose to invest, because it can feel challenging when you are, you know, a, when you have a lot of responsibilities, when you're a mother, when you have a mortgage, when you have, you know, I've got two kids who are about to go to university at the same time. And I also know that I am worth investing in myself. Yes. And that is one of the things that I really want people to hear and to know, right? You are worth it. Whatever you are investing in other people, in other things, you are worth that same investment. So let oh. it flow into you. Oh, that's such a breath of fresh air. Gosh, more and more people and, you know, our people are women. So, you know, ladies, like, and, and to just on a, like, you guys are getting two solid bomb ass brains in one. Okay. <laughs> one I'm just letting yes. you know, because I'm. I'm about to come at you from a different direction that somebody gave me and I'm about to pass this on. So let me just tell you, when I was at the spa years ago, going through my shit and, you know, trying to really figure me out and love me, which I didn't even know that's what it was. I don't know anything. I didn't even know what depression was like because I'm a happy person. We are all born happy and it's all the programming and conditioning that puts us down. So anyway, um, I was sitting there getting a facial and I don't know, we just, I just, you just connect with people sometimes. And so she was telling me, she's like, you know, you need to just think about it this way. You are investing right now in your face to look good. You go to the gym, don't you? You're paying for that. Um, you like to wear nice clothes because you feel good about yourself. You, you, you are listening and improving yourself. Yes. So when it comes to men that you're dating, cause mind you, I was in a place where I was like, oh, you know, that where, how you show up energetically, that's what you attract. Um, so she's like, you need to be, you need to, yes, you need to be pick, picky, I guess. Or like the self-worth is what she's saying. She didn't say discerning cause that's my word, but mm -hmm. So she, you need to be discerning and yeah, they need to pay. That was her whole thing. Like, no, they need to pay for you. You know, let men be men. 
they you should not be split because that's where I came from. And also, of course, in hindsight, I realized it was my self-worth and I didn't value myself because I was always giving so fucking much because that's what I knew. That's the environment I grew up in. Put yourself last, especially my culture. Like, you know, oh, especially men first. Like, you know, if you have a if you have a son versus like a daughter oh lord have mercy they can do whatever the fuck they want and us girls we're cleaning we're cooking we're doing this it's insane so ladies what i'm saying to you is that to lisa's point you know you have to see it in that way you are spending money already like doing the the things invest in your just yourself like mind body spirit emotion and it doesn't have to be financial but it can be, you know, start off like with just listening to free stuff. That's what I did for me. YouTube was yeah. my best friend, YouTube. And so one thing after another, and then as you get into a position where you can do it and don't hesitate, do it because the value that you get is priceless. That is going to pay off in more ways than you can freaking imagine. And what you, what, how you become as a person, a better version of yourself has sends a ripple effect because then whoever is in your orbit, which is, we have like a field, an energetic field that extends like six to 10 feet, just being around your space, they're already going to be better off. So can you imagine whatever investment that you're making to be a better version of you is creating a ripple effect? Uh, in in society and humanity in the solar system that's i'm not fucking around that's the truth <laughs> yeah no i totally agree with you and i so many thoughts i had while you while you were talking but you know thinking about the work that you do around relationships when you invest your invest in yourself you are building that sense of self-worth which allows you to fall in love with yourself and that is where, when you were coming into a relationship from a place of like, I am wildly in love with myself and like, you are lucky to be here with me and uh, that I am sharing myself with you. And hopefully the other person is showing up in that way too of like, yeah, and you are lucky to be with me and in my space. That's where you have this beautiful energetic connection. Like when I, so I've been married for a long time since I was 24. We've been together since 1998. And but the relationship I had just before that was one when I entered into it, I knew that I that it wasn't for me. And mm. because I was afraid and thought I need to have a boyfriend like this is a thing if I, if I don't, I don't have as much worth, I don't have as much value. I entered into that relationship. And because that is the place I entered that relationship from, it broke me down to those places. Like it, it, by the end, it was remarkably toxic and emotionally abusive. Um, to the point where like, he actually shouted at me one time we were driving somewhere and I'd given him a wrong direction. And he was like, would you just shut up and look pretty? And and I was in a car full of my friends and I was, hum and I was humiliated, but even that wasn't enough because at that point I had let myself come down to this place of like, but this is the person who's giving me worth because I didn't go into it knowing that I was what was the most worthy. Yes. And so when that relationship ended, it took me a good amount of time to 
heal from all of that toxicity. And I still had the drive of like, I still want to have a (laughs) happy ending. I'm going to put in quotations Mm -hmm. because we now know that that is, that's a real myth, but, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) <laughs> there are no endings. It's just the, it's just the next beginning. Yep. But it was when I got into the place where I was like, you know what? I really like me. I like spending time with me. I like who I am. I feel really good. I'm not looking for someone to give me worth. I know I'm worthy. And within a couple of weeks, Ken, my current partner, Ken, uh, my husband, who who we've been together all that time. We had been friends before, but he showed up in my life in a way where I was like, oh, you are, it's you. And we were, from that moment on, we have been together. Essentially. That's so beautiful. Yeah. But it was that, like what you were saying about you have to come together as two whole people who know that they are valuable and worthy and lucky to be in each other's presence. Lisa, I swear, just golden nuggets, man, because that is so true. And coming from a place like that, again, so many different versions of ourselves, seeing that, you know, and and being where we're at now past the experience, um, I could, like, I wish, because I have people in my life that I just I but here's the thing you can only open the door for them they got to walk through it and you can only empower them so much and tell them and show them like this is like look at how far you've come in your life this is you you know like they should Mm -hmm. be lucky to be even breathing the fucking air that you're breathing and you're Mm -hmm. gonna take that but I also get it because I was there I didn't know I had no clue yeah but at some point though life like years and years and years and you're you're stuck you know that's when like for me I have I don't work with everyone I have to have a discovery call because I gotta know where you're at I have to know your readiness I have to know that you know and that's that's where they're at you know what I mean Lisa like I'm not sure your process but for me I can feel where they're stuck, they're lost, and they're sick of it. And they don't know why they're repeating the pattern. They've been divorced, you know, a um, couple of years, maybe, or maybe they're in the beginning, who knows, because they were already separated. Not sure what happened, but like, just legally, whenever they ended, we just don't know where they're at in their journey. So I, I can always tell when I'm in, you know, first few minutes of the call that they're done. And they are ready to do whatever it takes to get themselves out of it. And that's, you know, for me personally, that's why I've been able to attract all the resources, breadcrumbs after another, because I was open and asking for what is the next thing for me? You know, what is it? Because this big picture of what it looks like now, oh, transformational coach for divorced women, I had, I had no way. No way. Like, but you told me I would this in this capacity with your audience, helping other people by sharing our stories. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what depression felt like. I called it. I lost. I called it when my friends were asking me, how are you feeling? I guys, I felt like I've lost my mojo, my mojo. Like, Mm -hmm. who even says that? But that's just how I could articulate it. Yes. And, And then I would tell them like, I feel like there's a dark cloud over me and I just don't know when it's going to pass because again, I don't know what this, that felt like. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was the best way I could put it. And yeah, so I'm just saying like so many things Lisa is saying is just so pure and so true that it when you love yourself in that way, the 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 way that you show up for, you know, just period for yourself, for other people and me, like being a mama bear for your kids, first and foremost, super important because they're going to pass it on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so important, the, that kind of work. And the other day I made a reel, but I deleted it because I don't know, like, I don't know if I want to. If, if I'm going to share that, but if you guys know the, the song from Beyonce, um, it's called love, um, love on top. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, okay. So recent, like that was, I, I was kind of pseudo dating somebody and he was the last person that really helped me connect that you don't need to be doing these things. Cause I was, again, my old version of myself, like giving the giving, that's all I knew how to do giving. And he wasn't used to it because his culture is like, I'm the man, you know, I'm the man. Like he didn't know how to receive that because I was coming at like, not the way that love bombing is toxic, but in a way I was love bombing unknowingly, but really without expectation because I was, that was just me. So it was a lot Mm -hmm. and you don't need to do that. So long story short, um, he and I life state life, life stages, we did not work out, but it was such a good, um, you know, like friendship and relationship. And I learned so much, but it was heartbreaking because I really liked us together. So as I was going through, you know, just overcoming that and crying, um, and honestly, that was my first heartbreak. I didn't, I wasn't even heartbroken with my ex-husband. Isn't that right. interesting? I don't know why it's just maybe the betrayal or my, and my kids, but this one was the first heartbreak I've ever experienced. And listening to that song driving, it clicked because I was crying and driving when she's saying, you're the one I need. You're the one I'm looking for. My, it kicked in, it connected like, Oh my God, that's me. Yes. I'm the one I need. I'm the one I want for. Like, yes. ah, Oh my God. I drove for like 30 minutes and my house was like right there. I just kept driving and crying and saying, damn, love on top. Everyone, please listen to that and look at yourself in the mirror and cry it out if you need to because that love, that's fucking you. That's you. And I found me with all that. That was the moment where I was like, God, thank you. Yeah. That is so beautiful and powerful. And I am so glad that you are in the world doing this work because there are so many people who need your heart, who need your love and who need your soul. And thank you so much for being here and being with us today. This has been such a joyful ride and I am so grateful to know you and for everybody to know if you are connecting with Cheryl all of her details will be in the show notes below so make sure you check her out because her work is really powerful thank you so much thank you so much Lisa I love you and I love your audience thank you guys (laughs) for having me so much
Thank you for joining me on this transformative journey. Your support means the world. If you resonated with our conversation and want to uplift the Transforming 45 community, here's what you can do. Connect with me about how you can reclaim your own magic. Check the show notes for all the ways you can find me. Subscribe and share. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you found value here, share it with friends, family, and anyone seeking inspiration. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words can make a significant impact and help others find their way to these transformative stories. Join the conversation on social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Lboat. You can also find me on Facebook and TikTok. And if you know someone whose story could inspire others, reach out and let me know. I love connecting with diverse voices that carry the power to transform lives. Remember, your support fuels my mission to share authentic stories of transformation. Thank you for being part of the Transforming 45 family. Until next time, keep shining your light and embracing your journey. thought about starting your own podcast do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world well now it's easier than ever with electricast hi i'm mark netter and i'm peter ravelson we're the founders of electricast media whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one join electricast to grow your audience monetize your content and build your community with our simple sign up you get free promotion world-class analytics premium ads and personal support go to electricast.com and join our community today Electricast, transform your influence. Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electricast.